You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to Refrigerated Diaries. Hashtag what's your RD? Keeping the people engaged with the food. Share your stories, video, music, topics. Let people know what's going on in your diary. So a couple of words here. You know, respectful engagement. Collective design. Collaborative creation. You know, these are the, the quotables laid down by a Detroit native who, who's laid quite a bit of roots here. Um, you know, and, and years in the process so far, I found myself being educated on a lot of the things that you were putting out there, you know, in, in terms of even, um, letting us know how historic the, uh, the neighborhoods were and how, um, you know, uh, research the, the title maggot brain and know who's behind that mm-hmm. and know that they were laying roots down here in the city of Detroit. You know, that, that's the type of knowledge you were putting us up on here. So yes, I appreciate that. We got <laughs> Bryce, Bryce at Detroit in the, yes, the building, yes. Detroit African, Detroit Recordings LLC. Yes, sir. My brother. <laughs> yes, sir. My man. My man. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I appreciate you coming on here. Thank you for having me. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we got to start off here with uh, food experiences, refrigerated diaries, uh, what's yeah. what's in your ID behind the food. You know, mm. I like to have each of our guests tell us their most excellent food experience mm. and their most awkward food experience. You know, and it doesn't have to be anything major. You know, we'll have, <laughs> you, have you write a more uh, concentrated uh, attempt on a uh, paragraph later. But let, let's hear. <laughs> we'll, we'll start with the excellent. We'll start Boom. with the good. Let's go. So, um, a really dope food experience. Hmm. It's funny, yo, because um, in real life, I'm not that dude. Food is less for pleasure, and food is for fuel for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's some real shit. So, um, let me think of a pleasure food experience. All right. So, one thing that I do practice doing when going to different continents, different countries, um, as a way of grounding, then it's like, all right, let me eat what the natives eat. Right. Um, just to really catch that vibe. So, um, I mean, that's been cool. Had some, some cool swordfish of uh, over in, uh, in Venice. And, uh, it was interesting because it wasn't like, yo, this is amazing swordfish, but it was more like, yo, this is, that was my first time practicing that. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we, we're not on some meat eating shit right now, but there is something that's calling me to mm-hmm. really ground through the food. Yeah, you know, and, and that ritual was really dope. I think that that it's important. Like a lot of people forget that no, no matter what, you know. And I, 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 this is one of the reasons why I'm in food. I found that as I was getting away from food, like I kind of have food in my life most of the time. But mm. as I started to get away from it, I knew that everyone was sitting down. Like everyone practices mm. sitting down over something to eat, breaking bread, things like that. You know. So, like, were you a were you a, a native Detroit, born in Detroit? Yes, sir. Okay, that's what's up. Family as well. <laughs> Family as well. Um, we're like what four generations now. My okay, father. Well, on my mom's side, my father's from Kinston, North Carolina. Okay, what brought your father to Detroit? He was on some. Um, he was on some fly shit. You know, what I'm saying back in his day. So he had this vision coming from small town, North Carolina. Uh, he wanted to hit every major city where black mm-hmm. people were. Mm-hmm. So he ended up uh, living in New York, living in Chicago. And then coming to Detroit. 
Okay. You know, it's his thing. <laughs> so uh, now, you know, let's, let's fast forward, you know, laying down the roots here. Um, can you tell us about, and a lot of people don't know this, like you're well accomplished. You, and not only are you a, a very, uh, prominent social activist, you also have a, an affluent artistry as well, <laughs> you know, and, um, kind of break into some of that. Um, I'll fast forward to, uh, 2011. You know, what, what were the years, that led up to you creating your first um, uh, music offering. Really, it was um, it was a lot of me as a music producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so producing, developing artists, and then produ- being a chief production officer for this independent label. So solely responsible not only for ensuring that these artists were able through their songwriting and persona to communicate identities really effectively mm-hmm. um but it was also responsible for the composition and production of the music so it was a lot of that yet at the same time was developing myself to be this pop artist mm-hmm. you know what i mean so uh 2011 that on a new timeline tip that's two years after um had beginning doing this service-based music career mm-hmm. which started with uh, youth media literacy for real for real wow. teaching young people um, one what is the way that these songs are actually able to influence your behavior and how you think about yourself and then from there showing them how to use songwriting and then shout out Piper Carter 5e gallery DJ Sakari you know what I mean teamed up I had a nonprofit at the time teamed up with the 5e gallery and we started producing these uh fucking summer music programs that's amazing. Uh, so helping young people to create content that projects them how they want to be mm-hmm. versus only thinking that they have to listen to content about other people's aspirations or content that says that your, your range is a very small in life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that 2009, 2011, uh, as a producer, then there's a certain humility that we deal with. So like the the MC in me is a pure ego. So that dude is like, "Yo, B, we need to. We got fucking messages that only we can spread." You know what I mean? It's, it's good that you have both. You got y- it. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. So it's like, all right, B, hold up though. Your work does not require you to be the front man right now. Mm-hmm. Your work requires you to spread this this new idea that you have called twenty first century hip hop, mm-hmm. where you want to where you want to get back to looking at hip hop as a modality for how we develop culture, not just the the narrow box of like the four or five artistic expressions. Mm-hmm. So spread that gospel, you know what right, I'm saying, to right. the young people, to the parents, and then get more people interested in this new practice you got called entertainment justice. You're the spokesperson for that. You don't need to be the MC right now. Mm-hmm. But by 2011, where I was in my own personal life, it's like, yo, Yo, the artist supposed to be writing, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is supposed yeah. to be like my therapy, my, you know what I mean? My, the place where we practice emotional development. So that's when it's like, yo, you got to fucking put something out. You got to be that dude now. Yeah, it's on you, man. It's on you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Plus, we really wanted to splash the same because we dope as fuck. So, like, we started smashing the 5e gallery mm-hmm. and, um, and making appearances all, all throughout the, the Detroit hip hop scene. At a certain point, it requires you to have some kind of product. Yeah, you got to be able to, you know what I mean, transact. You got to. That's part of it. So, 
So, you know, uh, and uh, for a lot of folks that don't know this, this is uh, measurable. You know, there's a lot of research studies behind it. You know, uh, w- the most prominent one being uh, visual cues related to music, where mm. they had different test groups uh, listen to um, positive songs and negative songs. And as they were listening to the music, they had them like fill out questions uh, pertaining to themselves. And they found that the, the positive songs genuinely led to more positive outlooks and views and perspectives on life, while the, the negative songs generally led to, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, the exact opposite. So, um, yes, sir. You know, being it's, I think that when music and art forms start to take these types of effects into account, they can be very uh, transformative. It's it's a very powerful process, and you having um, been kind of born into that process, right? That yeah. kind of fueled you into the music. How do you feel that that's kind of generalizing your um, your next steps here as we we start to like see you more into the this ever evolving Detroit space? So, um, one point of trajectory is the artist trajectory. So, um, was saying this to you off the air a couple moments ago, but uh, so my last nine years have been as a, an entertainment activist. So using mm-hmm. my entertainment and cultural production as to, to, to affect active, my activism and shit. You know what I'm saying? As my former media based organizing. Um, at the same time though, we got this new economy aspect of my whole entertainment justice, which is create a new industry uh, a machine and all that that's dedicated to promoting positive, dope, new pop culture shit. So in that space, that's like Bryce is making a space for anybody who wants to have a really high level of self-affirming, positive, spiritually oriented career. And mm-hmm. Bryce is included in that. It's, you know pos- it's possible too. You know, I, like I think a lot of people forget, you know, when you, you look in, and and see how careers and and stuff developed right like the the news is out there and the stories mm-hmm. are out there someone's grandmom or someone's great grandfather purchased two stocks back then <laughs> that are now worth millions of dollars or mm-hmm. thousands of dollars and you know i would think what people fail to realize is that you know those stocks are are the new stocks that you see now or mm-hmm. the startup companies that are are coming in now you know we're we're bound to to have another Google in the next five years, Boom. you know. We're yep. bound, like all of that stuff is is there. So, you know how how do you start to give your communities the wherewithal to start paying attention to those things um, in a way that that they can take advantage of? One is, for, at least for me, for my as an entertainer, who and for me, entertainment is behavior science mm-hmm. on some bottom line shit. So acknowledging where are our people right now generally speaking uh it's one conversation to be like yo let's talk stocks let's talk investments let's talk wealth generation Mm -hmm. yeah but it's also a thing to recognize how many of our people have been separated from conversations on wealth generation for generations though like our people have been generally speaking because we it's always we got to be, you know what I mean, careful and sophisticated when we're talking about our people and the in the the spectrum of socioeconomic 
realities mm-hmm. that exist for our people because mm-hmm. it's not a monolith but um it could easily sound like we're talking about all black people you know what i'm saying yeah. but no we ain't but, but, but anyway just had to put that shit out there know, but anyway um, right 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 but acknowledging that for me as a pop producer i'm always thinking about the largest audience possible so bryce wants to get the largest numbers of us the biggest numbers of us who aren't thinking about wealth generation, mm. who aren't looking at their neighborhoods as places that they should be able to make money and sustain themselves, mm. want to help them <clears throat> reconnect with that perspective on the hood. Because mm. as early, as recent as Black Bottom, as recent as Paradise Valley, shit, as recent as the fucking like Avenue of Fashion in the 80s, you know what I mean? Like the early 80s, mid-80s when things were still sort of popping. Mm. Um our peoples had those kind of identities hmm. in a major way, major enough for Detroit to produce the nation's largest black middle class. Oh, very true. On some real shit. So cats Facts. were thinking Facts. in certain kind of ways. Yeah. Yet, for me, because a lot of our people's professional, a lot of our people's was getting money, they was getting them bags via the auto industry. They right. were getting bags via the city of Detroit. Um, and as certain shit like privatization of city assets began to happen, then people start losing jobs in mass. So what our people was using jobs to create wealth, but that's not, we learned after the fucking recession, that 2008 thing, you know what I'm saying? The last couple, last 10 years leading up to that 2008 folks in Detroit learned like, ah, these jobs aren't for real wealth generation mechanisms. Mm. Um, even though they were good paying and we were able to, some of us were able to get storefronts and blah, blah, blah. So the short story, man, it's medium story now. Yeah. But the point is for me using programming on Oakland Avenue in particular, uh, doing, doing shows where it's like, yo, let's come out. Let's remember that the apex bar used to be one of the nation's finest blues funk joints you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying that the phelps lounge was a world-renowned music venue that just closed in the late 80s like it yeah that's 30 years from now but still um the point is these things were facts and george clinton did play at the phelps he created that p-funk on your block on your <laughs> oakland avenue right. so let's connect with that and then from there we can begin to develop new points of pride mm-hmm. in our environment and then ourselves and then through cats like you starting up dope ass restaurants you know what i'm saying in the north end cats like me reactivating the apex bar so we can have new black music economy then it's like oh shit these possibilities are real cats like jerry and billy hebron over at the oakland avenue urban farm showing people like okay there are jobs available mm-hmm. in farming in my hood definitely you know what i mean so that's the kind of activity that re- that puts people sometimes for the first time in conversations about wealth generation that right. can then lead to the other ways that that can look in terms of like stocks and shit. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a quick commercial break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into some of the things, man. Like I got to say, man, you know, you're looking good always, brother. We're going to d- dive into this <laughs> diet, man, see what you're putting in your system. Yes, sir. Uh, when we come back on Refrigerated Diaries Behind the Food. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. 
All right, we are back on Refrigerator Diaries hashtag What's Your RD with the good brother Bryce, and we are about to break down some of this food stuff. Yes, sir. Tune in on our newsletter to see a picture of Bryce's refrigerator. You know, uh, we ask all of our guests to provide a picture of their refrigerator from the night before (laughs) so we can see what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. With that being said, let's jump right into it. So you don't enjoy food let's say it like this <laughs> that, that, that'll sound crazy rephrase. <laughs> rephrase. we we enjoy the experience of powering up period um the powering up happens through breathing exercises the powering up happens through calisthenics and the powering up definitely should happen through our food Right. So it's a me, nurturing experience. You know what I mean? So do appreciate like having a banging ass tabbouleh mm-hmm. and immediately mm-hmm. feeling like that, like, oh shit. <laughs> also appreciate, you know what I'm saying, sometimes having too much red onion in the salad and then like that shit go to your head and it's like, yo, you feel like Goku or some shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yo, <laughs> this is some real energy. When we talk about shit like Kundalini and blah, 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 well, we can feel how some of this energy actually expresses itself through some of the food we eat. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely important. So kind of walk me through it. Like, you know, you you look like a, a, you, you could take the parkour to the next level. <laughs> you know, like I feel like when I look at you, I think like you look like a superhero. Like you just came out of the, oh, yeah, the pyramids, man. Like <laughs> untouched. <laughs> like <laughs> Swag. <laughs> I appreciate so, that, bro. So what, what kind of diet are you on, man? Uh, the preference in real life is just the majority of my food to be raw. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm talking like a fifty-fifty here, like so more like seventy. Um, and then even when it pertains to like cooked food, Bryce is super rego, man. Like <laughs> it, unless we doing some social shit, you know what I mean? An average day for me will look like this. It'll be we wake up oatmeal. Nah, not even oatmeal, uh-huh. but like. Um, and there's also, we do like to eat in phases mm-hmm. with how the, the circadian rhythm of the sun and shit. Mm-hmm. So between six and nine thirty, almost 10 o'clock, it's just water. Okay. Um, drinking lemon water, start off with lemon water, eight to 16 ounces. Then we'll smash some, um, some Corpus Christi, some C3 sea moss with that sour sop. Shout oh. out Asa Bay, my G, Shout you know what I'm saying? Out, Solar man. Power Sundays. But yeah, then um, smash my sea moss water, like eight to 16 ounces of that. Um, after that, boom. One thing, do allow my water like 30 minutes to process. Okay. Treat my food like medicine, yo, and want to give it time to actually course through the body. The body is a machine. It's a machine. A divine machine. Not like the fucking Darwin type shit, but like on some dope ass, you know what I mean? What was that movie with the blue people? Avatar shit. You know what I'm saying? Like some bio, some biochemistry, some bioengineering on the next level. So giving the lemon water time to process, giving the the sea moss time to process. Then by like 10 o'clock or whatever, two apples generally start off the fruit. Um, If it's a citrus, then it's going to be some grapefruit and oranges. If it's um, if it's not citrus, then it's usually like blueberry, banana, uh, with some moringa and dates. You know what I'm saying? That smoothie. Shout out to dates, man. Yo, <laughs> dates are amazing, fam. They are the best. But um, and then that that can hold me because fucking drink like 24 ounces of smoothie, you you good until like one, two, three. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then between that one and three or one and four, 
I'm gonna have a dope salad. Uh, my my go tos on the salad tip. Um, I toast my own black seeds now. Uh, shout out Asa put me onto that. So toasted black seeds, arugula, parsley, cilantro, uh, watercress, lemon, Himalayan sea salt, olive oil, um, red onion. Like mm-hmm. that's that's like that's the tops for me. You know what I'm saying? So I smash a big one of them shits. Then um, I mean then we 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 get back to the grind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> And then if we're we hungry again, it's easy to just be like, let me grab some, let me toast some coconut flakes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Some easy shit that serves as fiber. So still right. thinking like the mechanics of it. Right. I mean, you know, taking that into account, you know, what, and it's, it's good to ask you, you this since you, you've already adopted this kind of, this model here. What, when you, and you know, you know this because you're an artist, you like to work on collaborative economics. When you think about this, do you, is there a way like does it does it matter like would you say that mm-hmm. you still care about the sustainability of the worker behind the food just as much as the food do you um and that, that's something that I think that a lot of people don't take into account I think statistically right now mm-hmm. one in three people will work within the restaurant industry or food industry and in some capacity mm-hmm. within their lifetime. That's, that's a huge, that's real. Yeah. It's a huge <laughs> realization. It's, and even now through the recession, the service industry, uh, food industry included in this, it was the second fastest growing industry mm. and is still, uh, the second fastest growing industry right now. See, for me, um, my perspective is this, because food is like from a medicine perspective, from a sacred perspective, like food is something that's supposed to be when we fucks with it, when we commune with it, it's supposed to have a life giving effect. Right. So that starting with that point of reverence, then the people who are the custodians of the food, the people who grow the food, the people who process the food. Um, there are hundreds of thousands of people um, in America who do this work. And a vast majority of those people are doing it from a place of love in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so their food fucking children you know what i'm saying and education like these should be some of the most highest paid jobs because these are the things that are like essential to how a civilization actually develops itself how a civilization feeds itself and regards the soil regards the seeds and regards the hands that directly correlates to the the mental social emotional health of that civilization and it's, so that's so fuck shit like our food, people who we we even need different language for the food industry, like it's food handlers. Like it makes it sound it's so <laughs> detached from its sacredness. You know what I'm saying? What, why you're not biting into the apple just to bite into it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all of that here. So um, when we started off, we were talking about um, a few keywords here. Uh, one of them being uh, respectful engagement. Yeah. Now, what what does that mean to you? Um, as we we start to see a lot of of growth that's that's happening in the in the city, and you know, I, I do know um, 
I have seen like, I think there's focus groups happening about things like that. You know, um, there's, um, there's displacement happening, but mm-hmm. there are groups that are, are gathering to, to call attention to that. Um, what, like, kind of what, do you, what do you see? Like, what, what like, what's a way for someone that's like kind of listening to respectful engagement right now? Hmm. Like, how can they identify with, with that as they also, you know, start to exist inside the space and hmm. Hmm. begin to move forward? You know, summertime is <laughs> right around the corner. Yes. You know, and uh, movement is fast approaching, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> there's going to be many new faces around. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way of saying it. Nice and diplomatic. Um, So see like respectful engagement, authentic engagement, all of those exist within the the context for me of diplomacy and ambassadorship. So as a resident, as a Detroit native um, and as a culture brand agent, because that's me on my, entertainer shit my mc Uh shit Uh um as this culture brand agent then bryce is a diplomat bryce detroit goes out um to different lands literally across the world and inform people about the for real for real look of the people and the culture that is the legacy of detroit as well as is the renaissance of detroit so in doing that that's a way of letting everybody know, like, before you come, these are the people. This is what they look like. This is what they call themselves. This is how we sound. This is how we activate our space. So when you boom, boom. So when you come, then you can respect what's going on. That's the work of the diplomat. Um, for me, all of this, though, is existing in this context of we have someone from the outside and we have people who are native and indigenous to the place. So respectful engagement, just it on a core level, it's acknowledging that, yo, this is a diplomatic affair, just as if you were to go, if a white body person was to go to a new European country that they've never been to, they would fucking Google all day and night, you know what I'm saying, about, ooh, what cheese to eat? What's the proper way to say blah, blah, blah? Like, they, they would want, they would intuitively want to respect the place that they go to and ingratiate themselves into that culture uh-huh. as to fucking vibe and be most harmonious. Well, the same thing applies when you enter in neighborhoods that are indigenously black, indigenously brown. Uh-huh. Uh, there is it's an entire new culture <laughs> and in that it creates lifestyles, it creates identities and it creates environments that need to be respected in order to actually engage them fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know you've got four four CDs out right now. You're gonna be coming out with a fifth one uh, right yes, now. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. release date? We are looking at three weeks, like soon. We could say soon, but definitely within the next three four weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe we can expect a preview at the next uh, Sacred hey, Cipher. You know. You already know. <laughs> you already know. Perfect. Perfect. So um, you know, the, all right, we're gonna be hearing a little bit about that inside. Yep. That we'll be going into a little bit of details. Any any other messages that we can expect to to catch on that new music coming out? So this new project for me is called Structure Water, and this is the first full length project. And the point is, this is Bryce Detroit 
presenting my vision for a new mainstream. You know what I mean? Like this, Bryce Detroit, Bryce Detroit is the pop star in the new world, in the new culture. Mm -hmm. So this is an example. Like this is what, this is what it sounds like in the new paradigm. This is the type of shit that will be on the radio in the new paradigm where we're back using music, how the ancestors used it, which is to actually communicate some shit to help us evolve and develop our culture, develop our, our being. Um, this is how, this is how that shit would sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So before we go, I just want to call out some more attention to the Apex Project here, Apex. So, yes, sir. you know, um, what street is that on? So that's uh, 7649 Oakland Avenue, right on the historic Oakland Avenue in the North End. Uh, and uh, I, I pass by it every time I come off of 75 on the way to Yum to get to work. <laughs> and I, I see it here. And, and even just like researching and kind of looking across the 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 importance of what that entire uh area and neighborhood represents you know not even five blocks away from there mm -hmm. the uh, the marvelettes were on their way to uh sing for Barry Gordy <laughs> you know so exactly. the, this entire that entire area is just so strong and prominent mm -hmm. with not only a rich Detroit history, but but also uh, a Detroit history that was global uh, yes. at the time. Yes. So, what what can people do to get more involved in that project? So, one thing you can do is come to the Leave Your Mark Sacred Cipher because uh, that is an example of the type of programming that will mm -hmm. be happening at the Apex Bar, mm -hmm. and uh, and for sure, tasting that delectable Yum Village. That's an example of the kind of catering. You know what I'm saying? Pop up indeed, food indeed. events you might see at the Apex. But um in addition to that, am at the point right now where I'm creating um other neighborhood partnerships. Shout out Submerge Underground Resistance, um, and shout out Vanguard C D C. Um am creating these neighborhood partnerships to do genre specific programming that will live at the Apex. So mm -hmm. For instance, I'm going to be uh, producing this summer a blues, a live blues and rhythm and blues, not like R&B, Jacquee style, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But like for real rhythm and blues and blues, producing a showcase open mic uh, because one of the key histories, legacies of the Apex Bar is that's the spot where John Lee Hooker cut his first album uh, mm -hmm. or cut his first single. That would be the spot whenever he came off tour a national tour he would play in that detroit spot you know what i'm saying miles davis betty lavette aretha franklin all kind of cats but on a blues tip blues is a major legacy in the neighborhood and that is a a, a, a thing that want to use to reconnect the elders in the hood with the vitality that's happening in the 21st century and then over submerge uh going to be prototyping this live afro beat you know what I mean? Electronica type programming. Shout out Synergistic Mythologies. You know what I'm saying? My cohorts and henchmen. Um, but to that point, that's one thing that folks can do. Just how about this? At Bryce Detroit <laughs> on IG. You know what I'm saying? Facebook and all that. Keep informed. At keep Detroit informed. Recordings. Just stay tuned. Keep informed. All right. All right. Well, hey, brother. 
Yes, I appreciate you coming on. You know, <laughs> this is fantastic. You know, and you heard him uh, at Bryce Detroit. You know, Detroit Recordings LLC. Look it up. Stay informed, and then uh, we'll also catch you at the next Sacred Cipher. Yes, yes. You know, and please, you know, be sure. You know, the neighborhood is welcoming. Uh, feel free. The, the neighborhood's only growing faster and faster by the day. And every time I walk around, I see a new project that's coming up or um, something new that's happening. But I think it's very important to, to take in attention and pay attention to the um, the real local uh, things that are happening. You know, um, and, and that neighborhood's near and dear. Mm-hmm. And my father worked in that, that neighborhood. He worked right in the city office. I remember mm-hmm. walking down West Grand Boulevard as a child. Um, and I remember when there was a barbershop right there on West Grand Boulevard, um, Right where that Coney Island was, which is now going to be a bank, and you know, uh, take pictures because I, I don't remember what Trenchtown looked like, you know, and, and it's, cra- it's <laughs> crazy. Trenchtown, man, what? <laughs> yes, yes, it is, it is. But um, again, thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> Likewise, family.